Okay, okay. Uh, ready, to, ready to start recording? You. Have we pressed record yet? Yeah, yes, I have. have. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I don't know about you. Uh, right. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Culture Bucket, Georgia and Hi everyone, welcome back to the greatest podcast in the universe where two great good best friends talk all things pop culture. Uh, this is episode 105 and Ooh. your hosts George and Alex will be talking all things Studio Ghibli, uh, the animation house out of Japan. Mm. Uh, I'm George and with me is my host Alex. Hi Alex. Hi George, hi everyone. Hi. Very exciting episode, talking about yeah, the definitely. best films ever made. Hundred percent. Are you yes. um in a, are you good today? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, there's an unprecedented amount of rain where I live in Italy, and everything is flooded. Um, mm. how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's uh really it's up. It's uh unusually mm. for Italy being really wet and cold. It's really hot and warm in uh in the UK this weekend. Yeah. Maybe because of Eurovision, I don't know. Oh, Eurovision. the heat to uh, the UK. What's your position in the Eurovision this year? Uh, I hate it. I hate Eurovision every year. (laughs) No, I mean for England, not for you. (laughs) Oh, uh, we came second from last. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, Well, at least it's not last. True. Last year, we we did really well. We came second overall, which Mm. we haven't done in a super long time. Um, And then this year, even though we had a good song, supposedly... Uh, for whatever reason, yeah, bottom. Yeah. At the very bottom. Uh, somebody from Sweden won. I just don't mm. care. don't like Eurovision. People do like it, and if you like it, it's fine. Go for it. It's yeah. fine. But it's really very strongly not for me. Um, so uh, we're going to talk Studio Ghibli. But before we do that, uh, I, I, uh, the usual reminder, please can you go and rate and review us if you haven't done so. If you listen to us for the first time, it would be so appreciative if you'd go and uh, give us a rating give us a review somewhere help people find our podcast tell your friends about it you can review an app on a lot of places and um yeah especially if you you know if, if apple podcasts it would be great to get some more reviews on there so um please do go and do that It'd be wonderful um and you can find the links for doing a lot of that and also for our various social media pages we'd, we'd love you to follow us on uh are in the show notes for this episode and every episode along with a link to buy us a coffee if you'd like to support us at all that would be lovely as well Okay, um, moving swiftly along, Taylor Swiftly along. It's Taylor Swiftly along. Taylor Swiftly along. Um, I'm doing the thing because she puts loads of hints in her. Did you see the thing this week where people thought that she was releasing an autobiography? No. Ah, there was a so there's a there was a book listed on Amazon that was like unannounced. It was basically listed as unannounced book by author unknown, but people put loads of hints together, like little mm. press releases from the um publisher that it was going to be it was going to have like a million copy print run and it was going to be a, be a biography it was going to be a hot seller like the prince harry biography or uh there's been another big biography recently but i can't remember who it was um and people put a load of hit stuff together like a bunch of numbers involved and it added up to 13 which is taylor swift's lucky number and it ended up <laughs> at like the top of the barnes and nobles bestseller charts despite not being properly announced uh because all of taylor swift's fans or a lot of taylor swift's fans just decided it was a big taylor swift 
biography, despite the fact she's in the middle of a huge tour. Yeah. She's just released an album. Yeah. And she's remaking all her old albums. She also apparently has had, had time to write a massive 500-page biography. Yeah. Um, so it turned out it's not a Taylor Swift book at all, and it's actually a biography of the K-pop boy band BTS. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Which, um, also, she's starting a new relationship with uh, Matt Healy from yeah. the 1975, which I don't know how's that going to work out because he's a strange guy. He's a strange guy. It's an odd... Who knows? Whatever. Maybe they're just friends. And that's the other thing. That's the problematic thing. They could be friends. Like what like, I was saying last was week a, about Love was Rosie. A, there was a photo of them in a... They were holding hands in New York, Alex. Friends don't hold hands. I'm pretty sure I've held your hand. No. Have I held your hand? Well, I've no. hugged you a lot. Oh, I once I once tried to like jump on you and then I fell on the floor. Remember Taylor that time? Swift can, Taylor Swift cannot be seen <laughs> with a man yeah. and it not be a relationship. Do you remember the time that I tried to jump you? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, and you fell on the floor. Because I forgot yeah, to like yeah. close my hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Best time ever. Um, so... <laughs> Uh yeah, that was interesting. So yeah, that then uh, uh all I think uh, various places have agreed to refund all the fans that ordered it, thinking it was a Taylor Swift. <laughs> Poor BTS. Poor BTS. Uh, yeah. I think they'll they'll do absolutely fine because they're on they're on their military service at the moment. Yeah. So it's, it, it, the idea is it's going to tide fans over until they come back in uh, in two years. That's crazy. Yeah, in twenty twenty five, right? Yeah. Mad, mad, madness. Mad. Um. So yes, do women women don't have to do military service in, in uh, Korea, or do they? Eh, I don't think so. In North Korea they do, but in South Korea I think it's just the men. Yeah, it's just South Korea because so in black, North Korea everybody has to do them. Blackpink aren't going anywhere. Then. No, mm, no. Have you heard Jisoo's new new song? No, Flower. Mm, is it good? Ah, well, I love it. I love them. Oh, so good. yeah. <sighs> So, oh, yes. I was saying that because I'm going to start dropping loads of hints about Taylor Swift because we're doing a Taylor Swift episode at some point. So it's yeah. Like, oh, little cheeky hints. I mean, I've just said it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you already given little out. Hints. Yeah. Uh, we've specially tailored today's episode to be for fans of anime. Yeah. Little hint there, little Taylor. Oh. Anything picked up on that? No. Uh, let's move swiftly along to the top <laughs> five for today, which is uh, Studio Ghibli Movies. You're a big fan of Ghibli, right? I'm a big fan of Ghibli movies. I love them. On all things Ghibli, you've been to the Museum of Ghibli. I've you've been to the, the Museum. short films that you can only watch if you go to the yeah. museum. Yeah, so I've been to the museum five times, so I watched uh, five different short films. Uh, for people that don't know, that's impressive because it's... It's it's uh, unfairly difficult to get tickets yeah. to that place. Yeah, but I can I managed to go every year for the past few years. Well, no, for during COVID I couldn't go. So last year I went back, and it was ah, oh, it's like being back home. Um, and also last year I managed to go to um, they opened a Ghibli Park in uh, Nagoya, Japan, which is basically Disneyland of Ghibli. Um, so they they made all the houses and there is a Satsuki and Mei's house from My Neighbor Totoro. Mm. There's uh, the house from The Cat Returns. Uh, there uh, there is this massive warehouse uh, with you can go into uh, Harrieti's um, bedroom. It's wonderful, but they just opened, so everybody was crazy. There were so many people, and right. so I have to go back and have a better experience. But um, you can have like uh, sandwiches, like porco rosso sandwiches. It's 
insane. And so, yeah, I, I love Ghibli. It's such a um, beautiful thing, a beautiful portrayal of things. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to start with the name, do you know where the name Ghibli comes from? Um, no. Um, so Ghibli, uh, so as if, if we have Ghibli fans in, uh, in listening, um, Hayao Miyazaki loves kind of European things and Italy and, um, and Ghibli, uh, what comes from the word Ghibli, which is a name that during the Second World War, the Italian pilots uh, used in um, North Africa uh, with the hot wind that was coming from the Sahara. And uh, it was also used for the, um, the airplanes. And, uh, and then it became Djibouti, Gib- because there's no, depend the language, so it became Djibouti, which is, uh, huh. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know you can see that when uh, with um, Porco Rosso, he likes kind of stuff like that. But yeah, that's come the name. Interesting stuff. So, uh, and people are uh, really not in the know. Ghibli is a animation studio mm-hmm. out of Japan. Yeah, often fairly reductively called the Japanese Disney. Um, Ridiculous, because. <laughs> uh, they make uh, amazing animated movies. As, yeah. You know, Disney make amazing animated movies yeah. as well, but very different styles, very yeah. different types of films. Ghibli's movies typically are quite, um, I want to say leisurely paced, but that almost sounds uh, reduct- like I'm neg- uh, criticising, mm. but it's not a criticism. It's like they they are very sort of languid, pleasant. Yeah. Uh, they are very focused on themes around nature, yep. family, love, friendship, yeah, uh, things like this, and like um, air. In fact, air travel, airplanes, and the air and the wind and the sky, mm. yeah, are also really strong themes throughout uh, a lot of the works of Ghibli. Uh, the most famous uh person associated is Hayao Miyazaki, yes, who is the sort of um, Walt Disney of Ghibli. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, he's the founder. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the founder. Uh, an one of the man. founders. He mm. has written and directed uh, a lot of the most famous yeah. movies, but he is not the only person to have made movies for them. There's no. Many other uh, creative people work at the studio. Yeah. Um, Miyazaki is now a fairly elderly man and is currently in the production of what is, again, been promised to be his final film. But he's yeah. Also, he's claimed to have made his final film. I think Ponyo was the first one he said was his last movie. Maybe last um, yeah, so Ponyo was going to be his last one and then he did the, the Wind Rises and then he's doing How Do You Live Now? And How Do You Live Now? Um, no, How Do You Live? Yeah. How Do You Live seem, does seem to be his, it is going to be his final ever film. And I read that he's, it's the idea is that it's sort of his message to his grandson mm. of um, granddad is leaving soon, but this is... Oh, this is for you, which is no, like such a don't leave thing. us, Hayao. Heartbreaking, yeah. But that that kind of that idea that that sums up his yeah. entire aesthetic and yeah. style, really. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, yeah, he's very famously a very tough person to work with, but he is a genius. So yeah, he has created some of the best animation ever. So I sometimes you can kind of forgive that but yeah he's a very hard working man Mm. um i think differently from disney and that's why i don't think it should be compared 
um, like most of the films are, have got these strong female leads, which Disney has only started recently to have like strong female leads. And they're like these brave girls that like fight for what they believe in. Mm. And, um, you know, they always have like somebody that helps them, but they are in the end, the people that, that lead, which I think is, um, amazing. Um, yeah. And I love the social commentary, uh, of the situation in Japan and the world that he portrays and, the the, and sometimes it's quite dark because he, he, he portrays this kind of disconnect that we have, um, we now have, thanks to industrialization, this distant connect that we have with nature and how important nature is. And, um, and so in, in a lot of the themes of his films, it's just like we are not protecting nature, which needs to be protected. Mm-hmm. And um, also we're not protecting, um, we haven't protected um, uh, minorities and min- minorities tribes that were in Japan have been her- that have been eradicated, which show in some of his movies, and um, and the the way he hates war, like you can see it in like he hates war, he hates violence, and he's just so adamant that that is so war is so pointless, and he, he just shows it, and just um, you know, I think. It could all is like his cartoons are for children, but are also a social commentary on the world, and I think they're wonderful. They're mm. not for children; they are for children, but also they are for adults. Yeah. yeah. Um, an interesting thing to do aside of Ghibli, where you can kind of favorably compare them to Disney, is mm. uh, Walt Disney's work in producing really, really high quality English dubs of. Most, if not all, Ghibli movies yeah. starting yeah. in was it the late nineties? This happened or the mm. early two thousands. So one of the few um anime studios where you, you kind of can I tend not to, but you no. you can. I think justify. it's such a waste. I think it's because yeah, the characters of like the the dub the 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 voice actors in Japan are so good that I yeah, think you just lose so much by dubbing these um these actors. But if you if it's a if it's a deal breaker for people, the yeah. English dubs for Ghibli movies are extremely high quality. Yeah. You know, a lot of very you know, Mark Hamill is in the Cast in the Sky English mm. dub and there's a lot of really talented yeah. voice actors uh, that have produced really good mm. really high quality dubs there. So kind of what whatever your preference is, you're catered for in um in the world of Ghibli, which is which is a good thing i think it does yeah. at least open up to as many people as possible um but yeah i tend i i always watch the um watch the japanese original mm. dubs do you know can you remember before we start which one was the first ghibli you watched and when uh i it was spirited away and ah. it was in it was where uh oh a long time ago yeah it was the first ghibli i watched yeah, I grew up on anime uh, because that's the only cartoons we uh, we had in Italy. But Ghibli was never part of the picture. Well, I think again, it was the involvement of Disney that yeah it brought the films mm. to 
Europe and America and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And um, the first film I watched was um, My Neighbor Totoro. Mm. and uh, I was the second year of uni and I was like what the hell is this and it was in English and so this was like you know um, Ellie and Dakota Fanning as uh, Mei and uh, Satsuki and it was just like so I, I was just like I was loving what I was seeing but the fact they were like Totoro and this like I just was like what the hell and then I managed to watch it um, in the uh, original language but yeah that was the first one Totoro um yeah i mean i was a little uh film nerd watching the oscars uh in mm. 2003 or whenever it was uh where uh spirited away was nominated for best animated film i don't think it won but it was mm. nominated for best animated film and i that was the first time i'd ever seen any clips of a ghibli movie was the clips they showed uh during the oscars for, yeah for Spirited Away, and I didn't even know what Ghibli was, uh, I think, and I was taken aback by the quality and style of the animation, and I knew mm. I wanted to watch that movie, so that was where, yeah, that was where I started, and then over the years I've watched um, a few more, but I think you've definitely seen the many, many more than I do. I yeah, have. but my um, list, I think, is going to be quite... <laughs> Because uh, you know my which list one's... is very Miyazaki heavy. Yeah, so, same. So. Yeah, but yeah, um, but it's fine. I think yeah. we're gonna have a lots of overlapping. Like I love others, but there's there's the ones I chose are the ones I like. Lit, I can't. I watch so many times, and I'm just so fond of them. The um, when you look up the list of Ghibli movies, the ones that that Miyazaki hasn't made often seem to be. It's a small town, and the school children are having a grow up they're growing up together and mm. you and it always yeah. looks a bit there's not enough um fantastical stuff yeah. to, to draw me in i'm sure there's sure that some of those movies are wonderful but yeah i haven't watched them as a result um mm. i was like you know spirited away princess mononoke all these movies have just got Im- images on posters that make you go i want to see that i want to know what that is um yeah. Which is what makes it so wonderful. Okay, so should we get going? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Our top five. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm going to tell you what my number five most mm. favourite uh, Studio Ghibli movie is. And it is the two 1986 animated adventure Written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, Laputa, Castle in the Sky. Oh, yeah. wonderful. I have never seen that one. You've not really? Why not? I haven't seen Laputa. I why? don't know. I don't know why. I've never, it never, I have to watch it. I will watch it, but I've never watched Laputa. Oh, it's a properly wonderful adventure. Yeah. Um, See, you, you were worried that I would have watched it more, but I, I've watched yeah, I more than you, but I haven't really watched them all. Yeah. Um... Oh, Laputa is amazing. It's, uh, again, it's set in this uh, mythical land with steampunk airships and pirates and um, all sorts of different things going on. Uh, it follows the, this, it's it's a while, it's at number five mainly because I've, I've watched it once and it was a little while mm. ago, so I don't remember it in, in, a, in huge detail. But um, basically a boy and a girl who are desperately trying to keep 
uh, this crystal from an army and ver- mm. various different factions that want to get it because it will uh, help people find this legendary floating castle in the sky, mm. Laputa. Um, and I think the father of one of these children uh, was had come quite close to finding it as well. And it's just, it's like a quest movie. It's a road trip, quest, exciting adventure mm. film. Incredible, beautiful animation. I'm sure you'd recognise the um, the sort of robots. Yeah, yeah. The, the automatons with the yeah. really long, flat mm-hmm. arms and a, just yeah. beautiful designs and a really exciting, wonderful movie. So, yeah, Laputa Cast in the Sky, I think, is wonderful. Big fan yes. of that one. So that's my number five pick. Amazing. Um, yeah. And you haven't seen it, which No, was, I haven't. I've it was something it. it never really... I don't know, inspired me or something? Or I, I never, like, had the... You know, I just don't for some understand. Reason. Yeah, but I will. But you know, that that's probably my homework. So yeah, I'm excited yeah, to watch it. Yeah, I a hundred percent guarantee yeah. you've seen every other movie on the list. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think you've seen all my movies on my list. Uh, well, oh. You didn't see one of them. Okay, well, tell yeah. me what your number five is. Um, we forgot to talk about before we carry on. We forgot to talk about the man that makes most of his scores, which is Joey Sahishi, which adds to. Oh, well, I don't know much about that, so you you need to... Okay. Uh, but Joy says she's the, the man, the composer that makes most of his scores, which creates this beautiful music of... And this beautiful soundtrack to um, his films. He doesn't do all of them, mm-hmm. but uh, you will know... Uh, if you, you will know who... The films that he he scores, which Norsic is Norsic uh, of the Valley of the Wind, Laputa Castle yeah. in the Sky, May Neighbor Totoro, yeah. Kiki's Delivery yeah. Service, Porco Rosso, mm-hmm. uh, Princess Mononoke, yeah. uh, Spirit of the Way, Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo, The Wind Rises, The Tale of the Princess Kaguya. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of yeah, yeah. and he's amazing. He's um, he I always miss him. Always always sold out. He does these uh, these um, concerts where he shows the scene and then he does live. You know, he conducts mm. this live. Um, uh, orchestra and it's wonderful but y- y- he adds to the the beauty of the Ghibli films mm. um and um yeah so my number five is very simple the first film I've ever seen by them and I love it I watched this so many times and is um My Neighbor Totoro oh. which is directed and written by Hayao Miyazaki oh. um oh. he it's just uh it's just the um, the story of um uh Satsuki and Mei uh um who uh they settle in a in a country house uh with their father and their mother is in a hospital and uh they explore this new home and they encounter some spirits uh and uh and one of the spirits is uh Totoro and it's just their kind of like life um yeah. and adventure but then they also have to deal with themes of loss and yeah. death and yeah. grief and yeah yeah it's just it's just crazy isn't it and apparently it's inspired by um Miyazaki and uh her, her his brother who um had their mother their mother had um was sick for a long time in hospital and uh, the reason he chose two girls is because it was a bit too close to home to choose two boys mm. and also um and uh it's just beautiful and it shows uh the wonderful nature of japan and that's another thing that he wants to show and it's inspired by somewhere that he used to live in which is in um uh saitama saitama hills and that's another thing that he does um he 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 gets a place that he likes whether it's in europe or in uh, in japan and he just 
portrays it in the most beautiful way. So Totoro is just green and these trees are wonderful and the skies are blue with the... uh, It's just so good. And there is Totoro who is just the best little, you know, thing that you could possibly meet. Wouldn't you say Totoro is Ghibli's Mickey Mouse? Right. Yeah, yeah. I hate I, I I I oh I hate comparing them because it's such a He is the uh, logo for the for the uh, yeah, yeah. studio now though, right? Yeah, yeah it is. But uh, it's just such a Do you know what I love? I love yeah. I watched recently on a coach Toy Story yeah. Three and there's yeah. a there is a Totoro toy yeah, there is, plush yeah. toy in uh in that yeah. movie and there's a kid just playing with it and I'm like yeah. that yeah. wouldn't be that wouldn't just you that's a that's yeah. a specialist item, that Totoro plus Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, love a bit but, of Totoro. Yeah, there is also like a Totoro in Porco Rosso flying from the sky. So Totoro is like kind of like a, um, yeah, a, a beautiful thing. And I've Totoro, got Totoro and Catbus are two of the most yeah. defining images, aren't they, from that? Uh, if you go to the Ghibli park, you can go in the cat bus because in the Ghibli museum, only the kids can go in the cat bus. But in the Ghibli park, you can actually, as an adult, go in the cat bus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, it, it also kind of, it's it's very lovely and fluffy, and but also it's very deep. And it, it, does, it does, you know, it shows like this sh- kind of ancient beliefs of like spirits being around and the, the everything is alive yeah funnily enough a little bit of trivia uh it was a massive flop at the box office <laughs> it came out at the same time as graves of, of the fireflies and, wasn't it a uh, double bill yeah it was a double bill <laughs> can you imagine grave of grave of the fireflies which was like heart-wrenching mm. and have you watched have you seen it no yeah, it's it's heart wrenching and terrible and horrible, and you're like, yeah. and by the end you're just like kind of, you know, and then Totoro, which is like the most lovely story. I don't I don't know if I could handle it. I don't, I don't think I could handle life after watching Graves of the Firefly, but yeah. Fireflies. But um, what I yeah. one thing I love about Totoro is how much it's from like it's about these ancient beliefs and yeah. ancient spirits and things. But because the whole film is from the perspective of children, mm. they just take it all completely at face value. They don't yeah. They don't, yeah. you know, it's not got like someone being absolutely freaked out by Toto or anything like that. They're just like, yeah, he's here and we're friends with him and it's mm-hmm. a lovely thing. And yeah, I, I really like that that movie is really um told from that point of view. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful thing. He really respects children. And mm. that's one beautiful thing about uh, Miyazaki. Doesn't respect his workers, but his children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um. Yes. What's your number four? My number four is a film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Um, released in two thousand and one. It is Spirited Away. Oh, the first Ghibli movie I ever saw. Um, yes, and didn't fully understand because this one more than most. Mm-hmm. This one the most maybe there might be others. This one really really lives within Japanese folklore and tradition and uh, beliefs to like a really strong degree. The first time I watched this movie, I don't think I took much or any of it in. Um, Mm. Just even the concept of a bathhouse and what that means in Japan as opposed to the rest of the world is is such a different thing. Um, It follows the adventure of Chihiro, Mm -hmm. a 10-year-old girl who um, is moving house with her parents and they end up in this strange um, world of, of, of kami, uh, mm-hmm. Japanese spirits um, 
and her parents turn into pigs yeah uh, because they they eat all this food and she goes on a, on a mission to to turn them back into humans uh by going to this mythical uh spiritual bathhouse and um getting a job with uh uh Yubaba, mm-hmm. who uh, runs the bathhouse who's this terrifying witch with the biggest face yeah uh, you've ever seen in your life um and she has to basically try and work out what's going on, how to free her humans and how to get back mm-hmm. to the human world. But it has so much other stuff going on, like including this character. Um, da, 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 da. What's the boy? Uh, Haku. Haku, yeah. Who is a... It, like, I still don't fully understand <laughs> the story of Haku and what how his, the reality of what that character is. Yeah. Uh, continues to baffle me to a degree, but it's beautiful. <laughs> Looks really nice. And the guy underneath, the guy that runs the furnace with all the arms, um, it's just got, it's an, a no face, the yeah. demon. It's It's got more visual wonder in a single frame than most mm-hmm. of the animated movies have in like the entire runtime of them. It's just full of wild fascinating uh designs and i wish i fully understood everything that was going on at all all times but i feel like yeah you know there's a lot of there's a lot of really specific cultural things that are kind of will bypass most people but it doesn't matter because it's still an amazing and beautiful and mm. wonderful movie um yeah so, yeah big love for, big love yeah like for what i remember like haku is uh the god of um it's a god of a river yeah. And the river, unfortunately, I think does not exist anymore. And that is kind of portrayed for because of, you know, uh, maybe the river has been moved and mm. he doesn't know where to go back. And that's why he's there. Um, and a, a river that she nearly died in um, when he, she was younger, she fell in this river. Mm. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. Um, from what I remember, from what I like, yeah. Um. But it's pretty because normally, you know, it's a boy and a girl, and normally we're like, oh, they're going to fall in love a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. But it's not that at all. No. He's, the, he's the spirit of a river, and actually, he's a dragon. Yeah. And it's just yeah. very different. But, uh, yes. you know, that's a good thing. That's to be celebrated. Yes. And again, this film score is by Joy Seishi, so that adds more and of course i've got spirited away at some point in my in my list and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful wonderful film i'll talk about it more when it's my turn okay well that's yes. me I'm, I'm i'm done talking about it i think it's great i love it yes it looks beautiful and wonderful and uh yeah what's your number four pick? uh my number four is uh the secret world of Arietti. Ah, you're always talking about Arietti. Yeah, I pff, I love oh, it. It's so good. Time. So it's um the it's based on a book which they don't do very often. Uh the book by Mary Norton the Borrowers. Mm-hmm. And isn't it uh, odd that when they do base something on a book, it's always like a Western book. Yes. Like Earth Tales of Earth Sea. Yes. And the Borrowers. The yes. Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. You see, it's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think there's there's a big inspiration of, of the West. Yeah. But what I like is that are not straight adaptations of the original mm. source material, right? Like yeah. they take the inspiration but yeah. they completely change it to make it fit into um, their culture and what yeah. the story that they want to tell, which yeah. is great. Tell me about Ariete. So is the screenplay was made by Hayao Miyazaki, but it was not 
directed by Hayao Miyazaki, was directed by Hiromasa Yonobayashi, and it was his first film directed by him in the Studio Ghibli. Mm-hmm. And the the composer, the, the film score, was not composed by a Japanese, and it was the first time that it wasn't composed by the Japanese composer, but it was composed by a French recording artist called Cécile Corbel. Mm. And it's a wonderful score. It's really wonderful. Interesting. So it's, it's the story of the borrowers. Uh, and uh, Arietti is a borrower and she lives in this house. Um, and they've been, they're, they're, her and her mom and her dad. And um, they, um, in this house where this boy moves in called Sho. And Sho is very sick. And... Um, he is living for the summer with his uh, aunt, Sadako, and they have a maid um, called Haru, who is not very nice. And um, it's just uh, the, uh, the borrowers are very scared of the upper world and the, for some reasons. And But because um, Shaw is kind of like... Um, maybe uh, not well he sees the world in a different way and is more accepting of the borrowers and what the borrowers do they just do go in little missions and uh, still borrow borrow uh, certain things for them uh, to survive Uh, unfortunately uh, not everybody is happy with the borrowers existence and so there's uh, they they will have to move by the end of the film um it's beautiful to look at it's beautiful the borrower's world is incredible like you know you see they use like a button as a table but the buttons is huge and they just created this beautiful world um where these borrowers live and the way they go and borrow things is so magical and they they put a lot of work on on the how it looked and that's what kind of carries the film maybe the plot is like yeah whatever but it's just so mesmerizing to watch that it's just wonderful and the the way they created this world, tiny world and um it doesn't you know it's just a very straightforward <clears throat> story but it's just so beautiful and it's one of the ones they set in japan so you know they uh, they the nature is incredible. The colors are really green, and uh, and uh, the ideas of how certain things in our everyday household are repurposed in the borrowers' world is magical, and that's why I love it so much. Because when I watched, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be the borrowers. I'm, I don't really care," and I just <laughs> I just fell in fell in love with it, and um, and. And again, it's just the borrowers, but what they wanted to show was also how society uh, does not accept uh, differences between people. And like these borrowers just want a little bit to survive. And uh, the Haru, which is the housemaid, is not even willing to give them that. And it kind of shows how like, you know, people don't need much to survive, but society is not giving them even that and goes mm. against them. And um, and it's just just the borrower story, but there there's so much um, behind it. Haru, the housemaid, just saw, saw the borrowers as thieves, but it never their motto was not to steal too much, so the people would notice. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, the director uh, wrote uh, by contrasting modern day mass consumerism with the frugal lifestyle of the borrowers. We hope the audience would like 
would think about their own way of life. You know, the Boris are really frugal and they only want a little bit. And I just thought in such a simple story, there's so much they wanted to say. And um, it's wonderful. Sounds uh, great. Mm. Sounds like a very good film. That I yes. Seen it. Um, do you want my number three? Yes, please. My number three is uh, so good. It's um, 1987 film mm -hmm. written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, uh, Princess Mononoke. And it's also my number three. Oh, really? Oh, well, we yes. can talk about that then. Yes. Um, it's great set in the late Muromachi period of Japan, so mm -hmm. sometime in the 1500s, uh, but also brings in plenty of different fantasy elements. Uh, it tells the story of a uh, society of humans who live in Iron Town. Mm -hmm. uh, and their battle against uh, the gods and spirits of the forest. Yeah. Um, told through the outsider's perspective of Prince Ashitaka, who is mm -hmm. the prince of his own tribe. And the movie opens with them being attacked by an evil, demonic, raging spirit yeah. that turns out to be the corrupted spirit of a boar god. Um and there's an incredible action sequence at the start. And again, mm -hmm. I think because of the, the movie was made in 1997, it's gone that cusp of them experimenting with using some sort of, not computer-generated imagery, but computer-aided animation, mm -hmm. I suppose, yeah, uh, to create some really uh, incredible um, sequences, action sequences in particular. This boar god that attacks at the start is... is, is um, it looks like hundreds and thousands of leeches swarming all over this mm. creature and oh, forming arms yeah. and legs and it attacks them and Ashtaka manages to fight off um, this thing and kill it. Uh, but it's, you know, unlike in another movie or like a Western movie would typically do, it's treated as a hugely sad event. He had to kill it to protect the village, but yeah. they immediately bring in the wise old woman of the village who... who um, behaves very respectfully towards the 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 dying corpse of this mm -hmm. of this god and um promises to respect it and they'll raise a mound to it and remember it mm. and, blah, blah, blah. and uh during the fight ashitek has been attacked uh his hand has been yeah his arm has been scarred by the the rageful mm. goo coming off this this creature and uh it's it turns out it's going to kill him yeah and uh, the solution is horrible. He has to go to where the god came from to try and find the spirit of the forest yeah. who will maybe maybe heal him. But whether yeah. he gets healed or not, he can never return home. No. Um, because he's been, I guess, tainted, cursed. Yeah. Uh, they have to lose him. So he goes off on this mission. Uh, on the way, he uh, just, just causes mayhem with some samurai, mm. cutting off limbs. It's got There's a lot of violence in this movie. Yeah. His... his I don't quite fully understand how this works, but his his cursed arm gives him extra strength and mm. that somehow allows arrows from his bow to just be truly devastating, mm -hmm. uh, tearing off the limbs of this samurai he fights and knocking heads off and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, makes his way across, gets gets to the forest and um, finds Iron Town, uh, run by uh, Lady Eboshi. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is what I love about this movie, is Lady Eboshi is not the bad guy. No. She yeah. she's trying to do the best for the people 
around yeah. her and the people around her are people that need help she's gone mm-hmm. out of her way to try and help people she has taken as many girls from brothels as she yeah. can and saved them and brought them in to build uh, weapon not not to build weapons to smell iron in her in her forge mm-hmm. and then the weapons themselves are being built by lepers and again yeah. this would have been a period in history where lepers would have been completely outcast and left yeah. to die and she's given them meaning and purpose and, and a job to do in life and she's doing good she is like a humanitarian who is doing mm. good but she's been corrupted by this mercenary what's he called g Gico? Gigo, um mm. who's this monk who who wants to kill the forest spirit yeah for some reason just want to get just, money to yeah be able to do it to sell yeah. the head he wants the head so he can sell the head he'll get a lot of money yeah for it or something. so Gico- he's kind of i think it's jacob jacobo jacobo yeah. mm. Uh, yeah. He's conscripted um, Lady Aboshi into getting help to do this. Mm. So it's led to this war between between Iron Town, who again are not portrayed as villains. They're just yeah. It's 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 a war, and he's got a really humanitarian view of a war in terms of like you know both sides have got people involved who are yeah people human beings or mm-hmm. you know creatures living things that, that that are just trying to live their lives and protect themselves. Uh, the forest is the forest kind of the people we see in the forest is Princess Mononoke, who's this girl mm-hmm. that's been raised by these wolves, these wolf yeah. gods who, and I love the animation because the, when these animals in the movie talk, it's not like in Babe or something where they're like, <laughs> like you don't really see the mouths moving, but you just yeah. hear these these mm-hmm. primal voices which are beautiful. Um, so there's the and they behave like wolves. Like there's an amazing bit where. Uh, late on in the movie where Ashtak mm. has been uh, attacked and he's been shot off his uh, elk that he rides around and yeah. he's on the floor and one of the wolves just runs up and grabs his head and starts shaking around <laughs> as if it's going <laughs> to kill him uh, in a really like primal animal way. Like they're not portrayed as being, just because they can talk and they're intelligent, they're still the animals that they are. Yeah. They're still, it's such a great portrayal of these creatures. Um, and yeah, so on that side, and then there's there's the boar god that died, and there's another boar god that turns up later who's blind, and the design of this boar yeah. is this, this huge Wonder, white yeah. creature with these pale eyes and yeah. all this fur hanging off because it's so old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the spirit of the forest is this deer thing yeah. with a human face that's yeah, kind of just creepy. quite creepy and terrifying. Yeah. It never really speaks. Yeah. Um, and it's again, it's not a good or bad presence in the movie. It's just mm. it just exists and it just is the spirit of the forest. And yeah. it, it it looks quite scary to us because we can't really understand its motives or what it wants to do or doesn't want to do or anything. It just exists. It just is. Um mm. like nature just is. Yeah. And it should be looked after and protected because it is and it was there and it should still be there later. And um, another beautiful bit of design is the Kodama, the spirits of the forest, which are these yeah. little, they look like <laughs> yeah. completely pale, featureless mm. children with just holes for eyes and mouths. Yeah. But their heads turn and make this rattling noise. And it's just, again, the level of creativity on display is yeah. incredible. And yeah, what I love about this movie is the way that there's no good guy, there's no, no. bad guy. Ashtaka. Ashtak is an incredible character because he just wants both sides to be at yeah. peace. He's desperately trying to... He's not... Like, yeah. Mononoke, she hates... Um, yeah. Abiro. Abiro? What's it? What's she, Aboshi. She hates Aboshi, Lady yeah. Aboshi. Mm. Aboshi hates Mononoke. Mm. They're constantly trying to kill each other throughout the film. And Ashtak is the one that's always stood in the middle being like, 
if one of these if one of you wins then it's just going to cause mayhem for this society of people like we need to find yeah. balance we need to learn to live in balance and the movie doesn't even end with that having been achieved necessarily no. just potentially we're closer to it um, yeah and we'll see what happens but yeah, yeah. I, I love it why do you why do you like princess Monica? Because it's just so deep and there's so it's first of all it's just beautiful. The inspiration was the island of Yakushima, mm-hmm. which is just be- beautiful island with these like incredible forests. And uh, uh, Miyazaki took the you know the artist there to spend some time there to draw and 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 you can see it in 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 the in the film. It's so beautiful this island, which is amazing which was at the time being destroyed by industrialization in fact you know a lot of forest has gone and now they're trying to protect it and so that's first of all is beautiful um the score by joy seishi is amazing you know is the one that's like da, 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 da. it just it just fits wonderfully with with the scenery and just the fact that there is uh, what what is the solution you know um the humans wants to want to clear the forest because they need to like we need to progress you know san wants to protect it by by being uh you know by by you know warring with them and then you have hashitaka that wants you said before harmony but who is right who is wrong yeah it'd be nice to have harmony and live in nature but Harmony does not create money, so um, and uh, and it just shows how we should respect nature again in this film. In every film, he wants us to to look at nature and respect it because nature is alive, but we have forgotten that. And and he and he acknowledges also that Japan had different tribes, tribes that have been um in what well, have been eradicated so he also acknowledges those people that are not acknowledged very often in japan so i like that he also acknowledges historical things in his children's films because in theory it's a children's film it's just um wonderful mm-hmm. mm. and the action's really well done i like i like the apes <laughs> they're so yeah. creepy and weird yeah they're just throwing yeah. stuff and yeah. being belligerent it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful, heart-wrenching film. Mm. Mm. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. So that's my number three and your number three. Yes. So my, yes. Number, my number two mm. is your number five, four? No. No. I don't think so. It is? Ah, no, my number No, my number two. two yeah, your number two. Is your number five. Ah, sorry. Ah, Totoro. My, oh, Totoro, Totoro. My yes. neighbor Totoro. Oh. Why do you like the year it? I was born. I like it because it's so. I think what I said earlier about it being from told from the perspective of a child, and it looks at these incredibly these these things are so difficult for even adults to comprehend, such as loss and grief. Mm. Um, you know, losing your family. Um the world changing around you as you as you grow up and, and being powerless to do anything about it um, and supporting your siblings and all these things that, you know, adults struggle with and these children are going through it and mm. they, you see it from their perspective and you see how they, the movie doesn't judge, the, the movie is is an honest portrayal, I think, of, of how they would experience these things. Mm. 
I love how the fantastical elements like Totoro and things like that sort of they don't take centre stage throughout a lot of the story. They're there and they add to it, but it's really the tale of these sisters mm. uh, and their, this summer that they have where their things are changing and maybe maybe a lot of this stuff that they're seeing is their way of dealing and coping with this loss, potential loss of their mother or dealing with the fact that they, they don't really know what death is and they're having mm. to learn and come to come to terms with that. So I think it's a really beautiful movie. I think it's really sad yeah uh, in really unexpected ways because it really mm. just makes you i don't know i i I think that it's impossible not to watch it it's impossible to watch it and not see something from your own life in it yeah i think that that makes it kind of an incredible piece of art so uh, yeah I, I love my neighbor total oh it's wonderful yeah yeah um and it's just the icon you know the cat bus is iconic the uh dust mites yeah. are iconic total yeah. is iconic it's just yeah. full of these incredible images and yeah i love it and it came out the year i was born so yeah same age as me what uh what's your number two my uh number two is 2004 uh house moving castle oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. which is uh, based on a novel by diana wayne jones mm. again direct screenplay under written and directed by well screenplay was by hayao miyazaki and is also directed by hayao miyazaki and the film score is by joey seishi of course and it tells this it's an interesting film because um uh, it tells the tale of Sophie, who is get gets cursed by uh, a witch, and she turns into this old woman. Uh, mm-hmm. the The curse also says that um, she cannot say that she's cursed, so she can't tell anyone that she's cursed. So she uh, runs um, away, trying to find a solution, and uh, she walks into this. She she walks upon this castle, which is a moving castle. And here she meets um, the Calcifer, the fire demon. Um, and she also meets Hal, who's a wizard who uh, is always um, seeking beauty and very kind of, um, in a way, womanizer, uh, if you look at it in a in a way. Um, that's why the, <laughs> that's why the, the witch cursed uh, Sophie. And um, she has to find a way to break the curse, um, but um, uh, in the meantime, it's a bit, it's a bit confusing. While she's living in the castle, there's a war that starts between two um, places, and House is kind of helping within the war. And um, again, sometimes a bit confusing. Not really sure why, but I just love it. Again. Is the magical side of this film, which is I think is wonderful. Uh, I think I fell in love with this film when Calcifer makes breakfast. Don't know if you remember. Have you seen Howl's? I have not seen Howl's. Ah, you haven't seen. There's a scene where Calcifer makes breakfast, and his fat Calcifer is this fire, and he just makes breakfast, and he makes this delicious looking breakfast with eggs and bacon and stuff, and he just cooks it. Um, but no, Sophie makes a breakfast cooked on calcifer, but it just looks wonderful and it's kind of like iconic. 
And, and that's another thing about Ghibli films. The food they eat is iconic. Like mm. the food that is shown um, is so beautiful and so rich and so wonderful. In fact, in, in the Ghibli Museum, sometimes they do special exhibitions. And one of the special exhibitions was um, the food. And mm. they had all the plastic food in kind of actual sizes. So, wow. you know, in Spirited Away, when they eat, um, they eat the, um, the dumplings, which are huge. They were like huge dumplings. Mm. Ah, is wonderful. Um, for Miyazaki, war doesn't make sense. And in fact, a lot of things that happen in this film, you're like, why are they warring? There's no reason for the war to happen. And it's confusing to watch, but also I think he deliberately made it confusing because being, being somebody that hates war so much, he was like, war makes no sense. Why are people warring? And I think... It's very uh, ev evident in this film. And, and the fact that it's so destructive and it destroys the nature that he loves so much and is so persistent and just for power. It's, and it's so evident in this film. And um, um, Howes and Sophie live their lives like, you know, in, their, in the way they're supposed to live them. You know, they have their little box and they live their life like that. Mm -hmm. And in a way he wants to see show you can be different you can change you can do different things and that's why Sophie gets transformed into an old lady and she gets away from her mundane job where she feels safe and she goes out and finds Howl and Howl with his castle he feels safe being you know um uh this flaky kind of wizard and he meets Sophie and that kind of changes and to get rid of these curses you have to look at yourself and see what is within you that you can change and I think that's so deep I just love this film and um and just be kind also Sophie's really kind to everyone and that kind of shows that kindness can take you different places and it's beautiful the castle is amazing and the way the castle shifts it's just wonderful. Sounds great. It's one I've always meant to watch, but um, I actually had it on DVD and the DVD, I tried to watch it once and the DVD was scratched and it wouldn't play. So mm. uh, then I have never seen it. Well, you might mm. have to watch it. We'll have well, to you, see. Yeah. Um, would you like to hear my favourite Ghibli movie? Oh, last thing. Sorry. Oh, last thing. Talking about, and uh, this is set in Europe and his... Um, his uh, inspiration was the city of Colmar in France, which mm -hmm. looks very similar. And if you go and visit the places where he gets inspiration, it's just so well done. So um, I've been to a few places where, because I'm obsessed, I went to a few places where he was inspired. So, yeah, amazing. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Good, good, good. Yes. Um, so my number one favourite Ghibli movie yes. is... Uh, also written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki, mm -hmm. um, released in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes, yeah. I Which, knew that. Well, yeah, I think I put this as my favorite animated movie. Yeah, in, yeah. in an earlier episode, so I've talked about it before. But I just, I completely love this movie and mm -hmm. everything about it. Um, again, the the big theme of the loss of innocence as you yeah. leave your teenage years and enter adulthood is uh, always going to speak to me in a big way. Mm -hmm. uh, and the movie, this is literally what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, Kiki is a young witch who is 
having to spend her year away to um, <laughs> learn to become a witch and ply her trade. And she ends up in this town where she takes a job uh, where she can use her flying skill uh, to deliver deliver things to the local yeah. people. And she, yeah. she starts Kiki's delivery service. And she has a little familiar called Gigi. Oh, Gigi's the cat. cutest. Um, and again, like, I don't want to go into spoilers too much, but there's a reason, like, the English dub of this movie makes a big error at the end um, regarding uh, Gigi. And the original Japanese dub uh, tells a much more truthful version of the story, oh. I think. Um, mm. So definitely watch this one if you can in the original okay. uh, Japanese. Um, but uh, if you don't, you uh, basically I don't want to. I'll skip out if you don't want spoilers. But for Alex's benefit, mm. um, at the end of the movie, yeah. the idea is that when you become an adult, you can no longer hear your familiar speak. Mm. And at the end of the movie, Gigi doesn't say anything. And it's this yeah. really sad moment of like, mm. no, she's an adult and she's lost it. So at the end of the English dub, Gigi's like, hey, that was a lovely adventure, wasn't it? And said, and sort of just, it's like, oh, she carry on having the little sidekick talking cat. And it's like, no, she has to, like, you lose things when you grow up. And that's part of growing up is the yeah. is coming to terms with that. And the, it almost misses the point of the entire film, mm. I think, to, to have Gigi oh, still okay. speak at the end. So, yeah. Um, I think it's important to do that. But I guess I guess I guess it's more like the American way to pr- try and protect people from the reality of the situation, isn't it? Exactly. Which is, you know, and and, and in a way that's why I appreciate this studio and an anime in general because they show kids reality from a very young age in 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 different ways, but the you know, the reality of you know, growing up, the reality of changing homes, the reality of um, war. And I think it's fascinating how in the West we kind of try to be protected from that. But they're things that are inevitable mm-hmm. growing up. And but war is not, well, you know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, and I love how in this movie, I love how Kiki has a broomstick and a little black cat yeah, and it's like a a witch in the way that you would yeah. traditionally think of a witch, but she's just a really nice young woman. She's not yeah. an evil kind of yeah. crone. Um, like in the I love her radio that she sticks on her broom. Oh yeah, it's so wonderful. Um, yeah, that's pretty great. So yeah, I re- I I I really love this movie. I think it's mm. a beautiful tale. Um. Links really well with it's like the next stage of life after the stage of life we looked at in Totoro, like it was, mm. came about a year after Totoro and really seems to like continue that theme, if not the the story itself. And um, yeah, and oh, she works in a bakery, so obviously, like you were saying, mm. the bread looks all incredible and amazing. Oh, wonderful. so delicious! Yeah, Kiki's yeah. delivery service, and it's based yeah. in it's inspired by Stockholm, I think, right? This, this movie, um, it's again, sort of set in Japanese, somewhere in Sweden, Europe. Visby, Sweden. Mm. Mm. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Bit awesome. of Kiki's delivery service for you. What's your favorite movie? My favorite movie is my number one. You already talked about it, but is uh, Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Yes. I yes. Like it so much. Uh, it's magical. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's um, um. The 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 idea of like this place that during the night becomes this 
bathhouse and um, we actually visited remember we went to Taiwan and we visited the place where it was kind of inspired Jufen Mm-hmm. And I went this this year. I went to well last year. I went to Dogonsen where the Buff House is inspired, and it's just so. It's just first of all, it's so magical to look at, even if you don't understand the story. It's just so uh, beautiful um, to look at. And um, when I found out that um, this uh, film was inspired by uh, a girl that um, by the daughter of one of Hayao Miyazaki's friends. And the way that he saw this girl, and he put her in um, uh, sent in Spirited Away, and also Princess Mononoke, and the fact that he saw this girl as a really kind of like strong character, and he knew a girl like that, kind of made me love this film more. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, and the fact that he is so respectful of Chihiro, which is the main character, and the decisions she makes, and the the evolution that she makes throughout the the film, the the film. And, you know, because Chihiro at the beginning is very sad because she's leaving her friends and she's very young. And, and by the end of the film, her evolution, she's this late, she's this like young girl, young lady that has, you know, helped her parents and has helped, um, you know, Yubaba's twin sister and has grown up by being alone and facing her fears. It's just so wonderful. And um, again, like Kiki Delivery Service and like even even Arietti just shows how we grow up and the fear and anxiety that we have growing up and Mm. becoming young adults. And um, but then at the end, he always shows that everything is going to be okay, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so positive in a part of you goes missing, but then it's so... um, positive and um and the fact that adults <laughs> he has not much respect for adults in this in this uh, in this one um the parents um, eat and they become pigs and they don't listen to chihiro in a way it goes yeah listen to your parents but also realize that they also make mistakes it's deep again very deep but deep for an adult not necessary for a child and then the child will watch it again and then go like ah oh, this is what it meant and i think that's the the beauty of it of be- beauty of Ghibli films mm. yeah agreed and right. again Joey Seishi does a great thing with the music as well nice yeah yeah, she, yeah he does yeah. A, a good a good solid strong choice uh, I'm going to run through my top five again yes forgot. okay I had at number five I had Laputa Castle in the Sky mm. number four I had Spirited Away Number three, Princess Mononoke. Yeah. Number two, My Neighbor Totoro. And number one, Kiki's Delivery Service. Yes. What about yourself? My number five, My Neighbor Totoro. Number four, The Secret World of Harietti. My number three, Princess Mononoke. Uh, Number two, House Moving Castle. And number one, Spirited Away. Nice list. Yeah. Um, That... It sums up most of the pretty much all the Ghibli movies I've seen. So I've got one oh, okay. on, honorable mention, mm. uh, and it is Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, ah. which I've seen once, mm. and it's mad, and it feels <laughs> less Ghibli esque than a lot of their other mm. movies. It's like one of their earliest movies before Totoro, and it feels like uh, it feels more kind of cliche, mm. like a lot of like. Uh, Big, big giant monsters and things shooting lasers and stuff like that. 
Um, but it's an int- it's a it looks cool. Uh, and mm. It's a it's a fun movie, but uh, it's a while since I've seen it, so it doesn't didn't make my list. Yeah, and mm. I like the names good. The Norsica of the Valley of the Wind. Mm. It's a great title. You got any honourable mentions? Uh, honourable mentions. Um, Grave of the Fireflies. Ooh. Um, Sad. Yes, very sad. Uh, Porco Rosso, which nearly made my list, but I had to take one of them off and I was like, oh no, which is um, about this um, um, pilot that has the face of a pig. Um, It's wonderful. It's just incredible. Um, Pompoco, uh, which is like 65 years long, but incredible. Uh, uh, It's about raccoons. And raccoons are kind of sacred in Japan, but the way the film goes is just the fact that raccoons are sacred. However, the forest where the raccoons live are not is not sacred, and you know humans are are kind of destroying the forest where they live. Where they're going to live next is very sad. Pompoko um, is shorter than Princess Mononoke. Is it? It mm. felt like sixty five years long. Just I under, think because just under two hours. Ah, okay, because Pompoko is just like it's just about raccoons, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen um, it, so I can't. Um, the wind rises. <sighs> it's a heartbreaking film, and then uh, when Marnie was here, is a film about friendship and loss, and um, yeah. Um. So homework. The only film on my list that you haven't seen is Laputa Castle in the Sky. Yeah. So you're going to watch Laputa Castle in the Sky? Yes, finally? I'm excited. Yes. Good. I haven't seen Ariete or Howl's Moving Castle, so which one should I prioritise? You can decide. I think you might like okay. Ariete better, okay. but uh, maybe not. I don't know. I think I'd like to watch Ariete. So yeah, I'll, watch I'll Ariete. Watch yes. And uh, their short films are wonderful too. Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I can't go to Tokyo, so. No. <laughs> It's a shame that we can't you can't watch them anywhere else. Yeah, they should put out like a special Blu-ray of um collection mm. of them or something. But uh, yeah, um, but the cinema you go and see them in is so wonderful. It's yeah, but such it's like not, a... it's not very inclusive, is it? Fine, it's not inclusive. Um. So that brings us to the end of that one. Um, have you seen Tales from Earthsea? No, I haven't actually. I was looking that one up. People hate it. People really dislike oh, the movie because it's based on the book by uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, and mm. but apparently they changed the story completely. Mm. Um, and even Ursula K. Le Guin doesn't like it. And apparently, okay. in an odd way, like the book is very much about how there's no, in a very ghibli way, like there's less good and evil. It's sort of more just just different sides of a. Every side has their own perspective, kind of thing. I think, mm. uh, but then the, the 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 Ghibli movie sort of smooths it out a bit and makes it a bit more good, good versus evil, which seems odd for Ghibli. It surprises me. I wish I knew more about the whole thing. I wish I'd read the book and seen the movie. I've not done either. Yeah, but, um, interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, as loads. Of, I want to watch Ponyo. I've not seen Ponyo. You haven't seen Ponyo. No, I've not seen Ponyo. Uh, not not my favorite, to be fair. I I I might have to watch it again because I was uh, maybe I went quite hypocritically on it. I yeah. Mm. The the animation is very kind of like I think they wanted to like show the how the water is and so it's kind of very wavy the animation which right. is like a little bit different. Um which I appreciate more now. Mm. But uh yeah, it's um Have you seen the tale of the princess Kaguya? 
No, I want to watch that one. Yeah, people really like that one, right? And the animation yeah. in that one looks amazing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so many movies. Yeah, there's so many. Mm. Um, well, yeah. let's see. Next time, we're going to do some more culture catch-up. Uh, I'm seeing uh, the new movie from Ari Aster this week, Bo is Afraid. So Yeah. Uh, and it's had Let me a know. very mixed reaction, so I'll be happily sharing my thoughts on that next mm-hmm. week. Um, all three hours of it. Yeah. And uh, what else am I going to be watching? Sisu, this uh, Finnish movie about a, a gold prospector in Finland fighting okay. a group of Nazis. Wow. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see that. Um uh, so I'll have my thoughts on those two and possibly the new Ben Affleck movie, uh, Hypnotic, but I don't know if I'm going to bother with that one. So we'll ah, see. I thought you meant Air. No, not Air. Not Air. I don't want to watch Air for sure. But he's Why? Got, uh, it's about a shoe. <laughs> I don't care. Have you seen, like, Jennifer Lopez came out with a film called Mother the, the or mother. something? Yeah, yeah the, the Mother. Film. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. just films like, it just seems like a, like a rip-off of, uh, like, a, a pound shop um, um version of uh, Kill Bill, you know, oh, my daughter, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. It's not had great reviews, so it's on Netflix. I don't know why she still acts. She apparently just... apparently she's really good in it, but the movie That's the thing, but not very good. She choose, like, she's a very good actress. Like mm. when she was in Hustlers, the last one that she did that was good, a good mm. film, you know. I don't know why she limits herself to yeah, rubbish. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so uh, thoughts on that. And then after that, we're going to be doing, to celebrate the imminent release of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, we're going to be, what, doing our top five Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Uh, now, traditionally, you don't like Spider-Man, so do you have to do some homework um, to prep for that? Yeah, well, I think I have to watch the second Spider-Man with the um, Andrew Garfield. Oh, right, okay. And then the last Spider-Man with, um, what's the first one? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, because mm. I watched the first two. But I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And that's mm. the only ones we have to watch, you know? Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland. Yeah, so there's the three Tom Maguire ones, the two yeah. Andrew Garfield ones, the three Tom Holland ones, and Into the Spider-Verse. That's yes. covered it. So that's a total yes. of like nine films. So yeah. a decent chunk to select from. Yeah. Um. So join us for that over the next couple of weeks and we can't wait to see you for those. Uh, thank you so much. As always, rate and review us everywhere you can and um, go and buy us a coffee if you'd like to. Links for that in the yes, show please. notes for this episode. Love you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.